All right, it is the ninth inning of the all-day Selection Sunday Field of 68 spectacular show. And they're bringing in a crossover event for the ages. We've got Sleepers Media, myself, my co-host, Carter Elliott. We've got All Facts Media, Ace Robinson. And we've got Heat Check, Eli Betger. Guys, I don't know that really those three entities have ever been in the same room or on a same Zoom call before, but here we are. Selection Sunday is a fantastic reason to bring us all together. Uh, And honestly, if you watched the last hour of this show, you just saw Ashton Gibbs give you four one seeds for his final four. Guys, in my book, we are the four one seeds and they saved us for last. Uh, Fellas, how are we doing? Like, is the energy up? Carl, let's go to you first. You're in California. Like you, you are on sunshine mode right now. Oh no, I'm good. I got the sun beating on me today. It's only 8 p.m. here. Selection Sunday. I watched the show, watched a couple of championship games today. I mean, you just you just can't beat it. The start the madness is just starting for me. So I'm in a great mood. Eli, how you feeling? I'm good. It's it's good to hear that Carson on the West Coast. I know that Goodman was out uh, in my neck of the woods lately, and I always feel like I have to. Put on for the Pacific time zone, folks. So I'm glad to get a little bit more representation in that. So this is good. Ace, I know you probably got a fine glass of bubbly poured right now. Maybe kick back, <laughs> have a nice warm bath before this. You feeling good? I'm feeling good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired, man. It's been a long two weeks. It's been uh, on the move a lot. I was at the A-10 earlier today, the CAA, and uh, been in a bunch of games. But uh, I'm here with my guys. You know what I'm saying? Sleepers Media. I, I would say, Eli, I know that's how you pronounce your last name. So uh, you learn something new every day. But uh, <laughs> there you go, man. Happy to be here, baby. <laughs> All right, let's start with uh, we're going to go region by region, and we may sprinkle in some surprise little prop type questions throughout. I'm very curious what uh, what all four of us have to say for our favorite four team pod. Maybe uh, throw any upset picks that we have, but we'll start and we'll go region by region as the others in the show have this all day marathon. Let's start in the West region gonzaga the overall number one seed we've got coach k uh in his final attempt at winning another national championship we've got carter elliott's own michigan state spartans and their former point guard foster lawyer facing off in the first round there are plenty of storylines in this region ace let's go to you first what stands out to you the most from an excitement standpoint in the west region I'm going to go with that uh, Arkansas and Vermont matchup, that 413 matchup uh, in this bracket. I think um, I've, I've obviously had a chance to see Vermont a uh, ton this season. They came down to Maryland um, in the beginning of the year, and I've watched them obviously versus UMBC, who they just destroyed uh, to win the America East um, on, on Saturday. Um, but look, look um, Vermont is, is one of the most um, elite offensive teams for, out of the offensive teams that we have um, in, uh, in this bracket. And, Obviously, they're extremely well coached with John Becker, but they have a guy in Ryan Davis in uh in the post, and then Ben Shungu um as a as a guard that are as talented a tandem as we're going to see um from from the mid majors. Obviously, we saw what Max Aitchison and Kevin O'Banner did last season, but um this team is elite offensively, man. John Becker said that this team has a chance to be his best offensive team yet, and he's had some great offensive teams uh through the years over at Vermont, man, and. Um, they're no stranger to to the NCAA tournament, man, and they've had a few close calls over the past few seasons, man. And we saw obviously Arkansas had a close call last year against against Colgate, similar team, elite offensively. Um, but I think that this Vermont team is one that, um, just because of their experience, because of their their um their offensive um I guess potency, uh, if, if you want to say, um, they're a team that I think can, can give Arkansas some issues uh in, in that first round matchup. So, are you going upset? Is that a formal prediction? 
That is the formal prediction. I, I'm picking. I'm picking Vermont uh, over Arkansas in that in that 13-4 uh, in, in the West bracket, man. Thank, hey, kind of thanks, my- thank God you did that because if we had to listen to all that just for you to pick Arkansas, I would have been oh. hot. Oh. That would have been the worst <laughs> yeah, way to start this A's. off. I got it two ways. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I knew Eli was a smart man over there. <laughs> I like that pick. Like that pick. Yeah, nah, you can't go against the must bus, but I think what we really need to talk about here is the fact that Gonzaga's got this tough road because that's what it was for me. Like Georgia State should not be a 16 seed. I don't get that at all. That's one of the many gripes I got about just overall seeding in this whole thing. Like Georgia State is a really good team. Like Corey Allen is a really good guard. They got some talent on that team. Uh, they played in March before. And then, I mean, even – in the next matchup, they'll have to match up with a Memphis or a Boise State. Like that's Memphis is one playing some of the best basketball in the country right now. I think so. It's just like I don't know why they're doing my Gonzaga, but like I, I started this year off by st- saying Gonzaga is finally going to get over the hump and like win it all, and they got to go through this kind of buzzsaw here. So I'm not happy about that, and they might have to see my Michigan State Spartans. And you know we're on a revenge tour, just so what? you know. Yeah, no, it's a revenge tour. I'm letting you know right now. Foster Lawyer, the smoke is coming. Coach K. Ice up. See you later. Farewell for good. Texas Tech revenge from when we lost in the Final Four a couple years ago. It's it's time. There's no revenge to get against Gonzaga, though, if you even got there. And you've beaten Duke in the last two times you've played Duke. So if there was revenge to get there, it would be Coach K getting it. And also you're overlooking the fact that Foster Lawyer and them dudes are about to bounce your Spartans. They about to pack them up first game, bro. No, no. No, no. No, let's. Let, let, Real, real quick, let's just dive into it and get the Michigan State talk out of the way. First of all, the teams that scare me against Michigan State, I was talking to Greg about it earlier. It's teams with point guards that like get up into, you You know what I'm saying? Like Foster Lawyer is a great point guard, but he's no, he's not, he's not his defensive presence. He's not like a dog. He's not like a guy, like a, I don't know, like a Joe Tucson or some type of point guard that's really going to get up in you. Cause I don't think we got guys that can handle it. Tyson Walker might be hurt. I was seeing some things that uh, Max Christie might be playing point guard. God, please help me. His handle cannot afford to be the point guard of our basketball team. So it, 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 the matchup honestly does not scare me as much as I, I think it should. I mean, y'all can maybe convince me otherwise. I'm very high on Davidson, but just matchup wise, I'm not you know that scared. I, I think one thing that stands up for me in this bracket is I was always going to be intrigued with where Alabama was placed because we know that they're capable of beating just about anyone and also capable of having some close games against teams that are far uh, inferior. And it's, it's almost impossible to predict what what's going to happen with the Crimson side, even with the playing game that they're matched up against either, either Rutgers or Notre Dame. If it's Rutgers, I think that's a team that's also kind of in a similar boat as Alabama where they're able to get up for big games, hit big shots. We've seen what they've been able to do. Even on the road, in addition to at home, uh, which is what Scarlett Knights have been so good at in the past, but a second round matchup between potentially Alabama and Texas Tech, I've, I mean, that's a that's a fascinating one. I have I have no idea where Alabama goes from here, just given what this team has been like with Nate Oates and just being so uh, comprised of perimeter shooting and the defense hasn't been as good as it was last year, and it's it's just it's wide open. But I'm I'm curious how that matchup goes because then. Sweet 16, it's probably Duke. Sorry, Carter, but uh, the, it, and it just goes from there. So uh, it's, it's a fascinating region for sure. 
I must say, Eli, I'm glad that you picked uh, Alabama to win, though. People been saying, oh, I don't care who wins that game between Rutgers and Notre Dame. I'm going to pick – like, Notre Dame is not beating Rutgers, first of all. But if they were to beat Rutgers, they're getting smoked by Alabama. Like, smoked, spanked, run off the court. Like, double-figure game. Like, um, I don't know. I think Rutgers will give them a game, though, just because I think, you know, they obviously they had the tournament experience. I think they're just a better basketball team. We've seen them obviously um, get some big wins during the Big Ten season. But I'm not on this Notre Dame team. I was one of the people – I don't think that they should have been in the tournament, in, in my humble opinion. Um, but I don't think that Notre Dame is going to win this game. And I think that Alabama um, is going to win whether they get Rutgers or Notre Dame in that first-round matchup. So, Eli, I think your point about Alabama applies to a ton of teams in this region. And I think it's my biggest, I guess, takeaway from looking at this region. My biggest overarching theme is like we've got Gonzaga, who's everybody's number one overall seed and everybody's true favorite to win the national title. And then we've got them in a region with a bunch of teams that objectively, if you were just playing one game, you would say Gonzaga is the heavy favorite. But you would also say there's probably six teams that, given any night, could get hot and beat Gonzaga. And I'm talking Memphis when I include that group of teams. I'm talking Connecticut. I'm talking Arkansas. I'm talking Alabama. I'm talking Duke. And I'm talking Texas Tech. And maybe Texas Tech is the one that you have to twist a little bit there. But the other teams, like, are really high-ceiling, low-floor teams given any any given night, depending on how they perform. So I, uh, I, I'm i curious because I do have Gonzaga going to the Final Four from this region, but, I, you know, I think they would survive one of those tests. Can they survive, like, four straight just to get to a Final Four is going to be really fascinating to watch. Let's go around the horn real quick. Uh, well, real and just, quick, though, Greg. Even, even yeah. I, I think something to watch, if Boise can win that first game against Memphis, how fun would it be, obviously, to see Mark Few and Leon Rice? Obviously, Leon Rice spent so many, so many years in that Gonzaga program, um, and they're an elite defensive team, like 17th in the country in defensive efficiency, 5th in the country in offensive rebound percentage. So they're going to hit the glass. They're going to defend. And obviously, um, just because Leon Rice knows that program so well, knows Mark Few so well, that could be an interesting game for Gonzaga if they match up in that round of 32. Like, don't don't um, you know breeze past Boise in, in, in that first-round matchup or, or a potential second-round matchup with Gonzaga as well. Yeah, Boise feels like the game where every single year there's like an 8-9 where the national narrative really wants a matchup to happen, like a buzzy team happens, but then that team loses in the 8-9 game and we just get a totally different team. I could 100% see Boise just knocking off Memphis. Let's go around the horn. Give me your your teams in the Elite Eight and then ultimately who makes it to the Final Four from this group. Actually, no, let's let's go back around. I want to I want to quickly go through Sweet 16 because I have a spicy one. Uh, I have Gonzaga beating Arkansas and then I have Texas Tech beating Davidson in my Sweet 16. Yes, I have Davidson knocking off Duke and then I have Gonzaga beating Texas Tech to go to the final four. Cart, we'll go to you next. All right. Of course, you had to put Davidson in there. All right. I got Gonzaga versus UConn in the Sweet 16. And that's not just because Dallas is going to give me shit for it. I I kind of do believe that this team's got to run in them. I'm very interested to see an RJ Cole type run, you know, or sorry, not a Kemba type run by RJ Cole and, you know, dipping into the UConn bag a little bit. I think he can do it. I love his pace. Uh, And then I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the Michigan state Homer pick. I actually have Texas tech matching up with Duke. 
in this round. That's, you know, I think that Duke needs to get together. Uh, I'm going to stop harping on them and Jeremy Roach being not a point guard that could get them to the next level. I think they'll figure things out. They got too much talent. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go with that for my Sweet 16, as much as it kills me. I still love you, Sparty. Eli, what do you got? Yeah, I've, uh, I've got the same as Cart here. I think with uh, Vermont beating Arkansas in the first round is, a, is one that I have locked in. I think that opens the door for a UConn team that have been kind of hot and cold with through this season. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if UConn gives Gonzaga a good game in the Sweet 16. I would not be shocked at all by that. I think that is going to be a very legitimate test for Gonzaga. But I think kind of as you said, Greg, with a region that has so many kind of peaks and troughs with a lot of these teams, I'm just going to go with my gut and say Gonzaga comes out of this region. Uh, I think they're, I think they match up pretty well against a team like Duke or Texas tech. I think those are the teams that I have in my sweet 16. I think Texas tech and Duke is another challenging matchup, but again, with, with some of these teams in this region, I think it could come down to guard play and what you get out of those types of, types of teams in Texas Tech and Duke. I don't know if they have like the traditional guard that's going to get you into the final four. I think Gonzaga more so fits that status quo. And that's why I'm rolling with Gonzaga over Duke in the elite eight to get to the final four. Ace. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with, with Eli and Carter. My, my 316 picks in this bracket uh, are the same Gonzaga and UConn and Texas Tech um, and Duke. And, and I agree with Eli. Obviously I had the UConn Vermont in the round of 32. And then I think, um, UConn's front line is going to be something that, that is going to be um, something that something that Gonzaga have to deal with. Obviously, with Sonogo, with Isaiah Whaley, Andre Jackson, and Tyrese Martin, those four guys. The thing that thing with UConn that concerns me is that they don't really have that second ball handler. Like obviously, last year you had Cole with Booknight. Um, this year, I don't really know who that second guard is. Tyrese Martin is more of a is more of a uh, I, won't, I, won't, I won't call him a three a three and D guy, but um, he's somebody that's going to do more of your catch and shooting, maybe one two dribble, straight line drive, defend, rebound, but. In the tournament, obviously, we know that great guards are what usually gets you um, deep into the tournament. So uh, I think that's where that's where it would stop um, when they play Gonzaga. But I um, definitely think that just because of their physicality, because they're going to be able to um, pound you on the glass and defend, they're their team that could give Gonzaga a, a fight in that in that uh, in Sweet Sixteen. Hey, if it, hold on. If it's based off great guard play, then we're not getting a good tournament this year because there's no great guards in college basketball. And don't get wrong. This is my thing, though. I, I think people have been too hard on the guards here. Like, like obviously, I think I think obviously there have been some teams that haven't played well. Um, guards that haven't played well specifically. But like, I think in the tournament, we're going to see a good Wendell Green. I think we're going to see a good Kirk Crease. I think we're going to see a good Carbello at Illinois. Like, I think that at some point in time, these dudes have to start playing well. And if you look, if you get in the tournament. <laughs> it yeah, it would have happened by now, though, Ace, wouldn't it? You said what? It would have happened by now, though, wouldn't it? Listen, man, I'm a big opponent <laughs> that big-time players make big-time plays in big-time moments, man. So I'm banking on these guys turning around. And, and for a guy like a Wendell Green, like, we, we love him when he makes the shots. We, we hate him when he misses the shot. He's missed more than he's made recently. But I have a feeling like he's going to have a moment in this tournament. Like, when he hits a big shot or makes a big play or has a huge game, people going to be like, wow, this is the Wendell Green we've been waiting for all year. And I feel like that's going to be the thing that gets Auburn, which is why I have them um, – going to the final four in my bracket. We haven't gotten that far yet, but 
Yeah, no spoilers, it. Ace. No spoilers. No, Ace. Right, going, hey, it's, it's, it's the year of the big man. That's all it is. No, 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 not 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 as much not good guards, but it's the it's the year of the big men. The big fellas are here. All right. So you've been saying it's the year of the big man for 13 years straight, Carter. Okay. Because we demand some because we need some goddamn respect around here. All these point guards. We're gonna move on. We're moving on. We're moving to the south region, uh, where we have the one seated Arizona Wildcats who have a hobbled Kirk Risa right now. We'll see exactly how full strength he is next week. Uh, Illinois, four line for them, for the regular season Big Ten co-champs. Uh, potential D. Brown era rematch of one of the greatest games in college basketball history. Uh, Villanova on the two line. I was waiting for Ace to interrupt Cart and his statement about no good guards by screaming about Colin Gillespie. He did not, so we'll have to talk about that. Uh, and then Tennessee is the three seed who I, a weird spot with Tennessee for me because they're playing fantastic basketball right now, but people are still not exactly like, I don't hear people running to the forefront to say that Tennessee is going to the final four. Uh, so well, I guess what stands out to you, Eli, for like, what, is there a team that should be slept on in this region? Is this just Arizona cakewalking? What do you make of this? Well, it has to start with Tennessee because I think this is the most underseeded team in the entire bracket. I think that the discussions that we had this morning were more so about whether Tennessee had an outside shot. I don't think it was a good shot at all, but an outside shot at being on the top line. Instead, they're seated behind, well, a Duke team that the, the metrics just aren't even comparable and they get a three seed. And so you know, the volunteers, they've been playing as good a basketball, I think, as anyone of late. And I think that their guards, as soon as they've gone to more of a three guard approach, I think their season has really turned around from being a team that could give up 110 points to Kentucky to not being able to even cross 40, I believe, against Texas Tech. And now it seems like things have really steadied out for them. But I don't know about this draw. And I think that even starts with the second round because they're going to get either Colorado State or Michigan. And those are both teams I think are still capable of getting to the second weekend. And, not, and I know a lot of people were surprised about Michigan not even being in the first four, but I think that's another team that could come around. And an angry Juwan Howard is not something that I'd like to see in the second round in this tournament. It, it, it just really isn't. So Not something uh, Greg Gard wants to see in the handshake line either. <laughs> there's that as well. Um, but it's, it's a tough draw for Tennessee. And I think even then Sweet 16 against Villanova, that's another extremely good team that has a lot of tournament experience with it. I, I just I, I think the top part of this bracket goes pretty chalk. I like Arizona's draw. I think Houston is going to be slept on just because of the losses that they've had injury wise and that they've been more of an efficiency darling than one that's actually gotten it done. But I, I watch Houston the way that they're able to manufacture extra points and offensive rebounds. And I think that they're going to take care of Illinois in the second round. I think it's going to be an unpopular pick, but I'm but I'm rolling with that. Uh but man, it's it's tough in that bottom half. I think it's Arizona against whoever your choice is between uh, Tennessee and Villanova. Cart, are you taking Illinois to a Sweet Sixteen? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting there. I'm not taking Illinois to a Sweet Sixteen. It this this side just kind of scares me because as much as I want to pick Tennessee and as great a basketball that they are playing. The back of my head, I can still just think like Rick Barnes in March. It just it doesn't it doesn't normally match up. Hasn't gone well as of late. I think they're playing extremely great basketball right now. 
Still can't believe that Michigan didn't get into the playing game. That's absolutely ludicrous to me. Um, and I'm going to do this, and y'all can go ahead and cook me for it, but Loyola's going to get past Ohio State, and Loyola's going to match up with Villanova. And I'll tell you right now, I'll, yes, I'm, I'll tell you right now that this Loyola team can hang with Villanova, and they can beat that Villanova team, Okay. They have guys that have been there before. It's going to be a game. It's going to be a grinder probably. You know what I'm saying? They're going to grind it out as much as they can. They're a tough team. You know, Drew, up-and-coming coach, showing some great things. This could be a signature, beating Jay Wright in the tournament. Like, that That just takes it to a whole other level. I think this Loyola team has the talent to do it, and nothing would make me happier than to see Braden Norris pack up Colin Gillespie. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, we will have to see about that card. I'm going to surprise you when we get to my picks in the elite eight and on here. Uh, I've been with you for much of the season as an anti Villanova antagonist, but I've kind of come around, uh, the big East tournament champs have been playing pretty good ball lately. They survived against Creighton. Gillespie hit two massive shots late in that game. I agree with you. I'm in on Loyola over Ohio state. I kind of, uh, I'm disappointed that it's Loyola because I wanted to pick Ohio state losing to a worse team than Loyola just to prove that I really don't believe in Ohio state. And I've been screaming that for a month, but like Loyola, I think is going to open up as the favorite in this game as they should. Uh, and I think they take care of business. Uh, I have Illinois losing in the first round to Chattanooga. Mm, part, part of this is the mental block, but also part of this is that Kofi Coburn's going to go up against someone his own size. Yes, in this sir. Game. And look, fellas, I was at the Big Ten tournament this weekend and I went into this thinking, you know, I was questioning how much motivation Illinois would have in this tournament. They just cut down the nets in the regular season. Sometimes as the one seed, you don't show up for the conference tournament. You just want to be healthy, whatever. But like Illinois was intending to play through Andre Curbelo for that entire game. And that's not something they've done at their best this season. They played through Trent Frazier and Alfonso Plummer in the backcourt around Kofi Coburn. And that is a much more successful formula. I don't understand why they were insisting on running everything through Curbelo. And Jacob Grandison was out. Maybe that's part of it, but like maybe Curbelo just can't even be on the floor and not be the primary focal point. I just, I think it's a recipe for disaster for this team, a program that has had chance after chance after chance in March to break through to the second weekend hasn't done it. Uh, I, I think they had to have been hoping they went up against a team that didn't have answers inside. And to me, Chattanooga does. So that's my upset pick in this region. Ace, you're nodding like you like that. No, I was, that's what I was going to say, man. I love, I love Chattanooga, man. Like you mentioned, obviously, Silvio D'Souza started his career at Kansas. Kofi's not bullying him. Like he's not going to be all that bully ball stuff is not going on um, versus the Susan, man. And obviously they have great guards, man. David John Baptiste, who would probably the shot of, this whole week in college basketball, um, I don't know if I've seen a shot that was more Cinderella-esque uh, than that shot he hit to win the SoCon championship against Furman, man. And him and Malachi Smith um, are, are, are probably, uh, I don't say they're the best backcourt because I love Trent Frazier. Um, but Curbelo, bad Curbelo, it, it, it almost cancels out Trent Frazier um, in that game. And John Baptiste and Malachi Smith, man, are, are outstanding players. Also, you have my guy Josh Hyannie. I'm going to give him a shout-out. I grew up uh, playing AAU with him, and he's backing up to Susan. Man, he played started his career at St. Bonaventure. Um, big, six uh, nine, strong um, in the post, man. So again, man, Chattanooga is a team that they have size down low. They have good guard play, um, and they're a team that I think is, is 
it's gonna be it's gonna be dangerous, man. The one thing that, that I will say is conversely, like you know, Chattanooga kind of won a lot of their games because they were able to out talent, outsize, out physical teams, and they're not gonna be able to out physical or you know out tough Illinois because they're out, they're obviously um, just as big and just as strong and just as physical. So uh, I think it's gonna come down to th- th- three point shooting, man, and whoever makes the most shots. And Chattanooga is a team who can do it, but Illinois also we know can make can make shots at a high level as well. So it comes down to Curbelo, man. If we get good Curbelo, the Illinois not getting good Curbelo. I was just gonna say if, if it's coming down if it's coming down to Curbelo, then go ahead and pick Chattanooga. But also, <laughs> I think you need to look up the rosters because I think you need to put some respect on my dog Kofi. My Kofi is like seven feet two ninety. What is Sosa? What's the Sosa like six eight maybe two fifty? Like he's it's not like he's just a mammoth. I mean, he's a big dude. Don't don't pronounce his name. Uh, as if he's like a new nickname for Chief Keef. Okay, it's Silvio De Sousa, is it not? Sorry, my fault, Greg. God damn, man, just let me rock. Anyway, you know the point I'm saying. I'm 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 not gonna fall for it. I'm not pulling the trigger on on the on Illinois losing this game. They're gonna get past this game. I think every I think it's gonna be a darling pick. I think a lot of people are gonna pick Illinois to lose, but this team still has enough. Like they'll get it done. I I'll I'll add this as well about this region we talked so much last year with the entire tournament being in indianapolis in the big tens own backyard and the lapses that this conference had and they've got nine teams in again this season or, or for this season i think the entire respect or just the the overall talk about the big ten is going to either be made or broken in this region because i think each of these three big ten teams with Illinois playing Chattanooga, with Ohio State playing Loyola Chicago, and with Michigan taking on Colorado State, I think each of those three teams could legitimately lose in the first round, and I think each of those three teams could legitimately get to the Sweet 16. So you've got about six wins that are in the balance for the entire conference in this one region alone, and I think there's a lot that's hanging on this region. And the matchups, as as you guys mentioned, there's a lot of questionable matches for this conference. I I don't think the Big Ten got a great draw overall. And I think this, this region is one of the reasons why. Yeah. My, my overarching thing with this region is that uh, the, you go across the top four seeds, Arizona, Villanova, Tennessee, Illinois. I think there are glaring reasons why I personally would say this team can't win a national championship or this team can't make a final four. Like I I'm looking for reasons to not pick any of these four teams uh, Arizona all season long. I've said Kirk Reese can't lead a team to the final four. I know I'm in the minority on that. And now he's hurt. I'm with you. So we'll, we'll Yo, Arizona was impressive last night though, bro. They look like, great. Other guys they are were impressive. Up. Other guys are stepping up. So honestly, maybe my take still stands. Even if they do make a final four, maybe it was Kirk Reese going down that they, maybe things look good. I don't know. Uh, Villanova though. Like we've doubted this roster all season long. I don't think they're that talented. Uh, I question their internal presence, especially defensively. Tennessee, Rick Barnes, two words, that simple. And Illinois, one Sweet 16 since 2004. Like, I don't want to pick any of these four teams to make a Final Four, and yet we kind of have to, unless you're going to go totally off the radar. I'm going to give you guys one thing that is totally off the radar. I have Seton Hall beating Arizona. Second. Yeah, round. G, we're here. We're here. We're here. I, I'm all them. in. I've Talk wanted the Pirates all season long. Without Bryce Aiken? I've been on this bandwagon all season long. I said, unless they run into Kentucky or Gonzaga, I'm picking guys to make a run. I think they're tough as hell. I think they guard. I think Jared Roden has a clutch March moment in him. 
I think they have advantages in the backcourt against this Arizona team. And I think they're strong enough and physical enough in the front court to not get bullied off the floor by Coloco and Tubelis. So I have Seton Hall upsetting Arizona. I have Seton Hall, folks, in the Elite Eight of this region against Villanova in a Big East battle where I ultimately have Villanova beating Seton Hall, which I feel really gross about, but that that's my matchup. Let's go around the horn, Cart. You were nodding. Do you also have Seton Hall beating Arizona? You are damn skippy. I got him beating Arizona. And it would be and it would be it would be even easier if Bryce Aiken and Kadari Richmond were fully healthy. I mean, I know we're not getting Bryce Aiken back, but if Kadari Richmond didn't have that thumb issue, it would be even easier that he would pack Kirk Creasa up. I'm telling you that right now. I'm not buying into it, especially not because I can though. like if, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. They're not healthy. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Relax, bro. We're going to get to you. That's why we go around in a circle. So let me speak real quick here. All right. Especially if Kirk Creasa tries to play this game on that bum ankle. First of all, he tries to do too much in general, right? Especially if he tries to do too much when he's hurt, it's going to look even worse. It's going to end up hurting his team by him, not just, you know, sucking it up and saying that he can't play to his full ability. All right. So like I said, Arizona's not going to make it there. So you want sweet 16, right? G? Yeah, give us from Sweet 16 down to who makes Final Four. All right. I got Seton Hall matching up with uh, Houston. And then I have Tennessee matching up with Loyola. And then in my Elite Eight, I have Loyola Chicago matching up with Seton Hall. The eight seed versus the 10 seed. Who do you have making the Final Four? Did I write that right? Oh, my fault. Sorry about that. I have Seton Hall making a Final Four. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, we're getting we're get, hey, we're getting what's we're, getting a, we're getting a Jared Roden run. He owes us. He went one for eleven in that last big east game. That's not yo, who he how far you lift from a flint, bro. I know it was lead in the water over there a little bit ago. Like y'all, you you, you got that supply over there by pure. Where you at, it's pure. I see the I've seen the bracket clearly. I've seen that I've never seen it this clearly. Ace, I'm telling you. Ace, give him the cheat sheet. What's the what's the sweet 16 on in your bracket? I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> Oh man, three sixteen in my bracket. I got uh, in, in this bracket. <laughs> I'm going chalk. I got Arizona, uh, Illinois. I got Tennessee, um, Villanova. I have Villanova beating Tennessee again. Um, I have Arizona beating Illinois again. Um, I have Gonzaga and UConn with Gonzaga advancing, and I have Texas Tech and Duke. Wait, then stay stay in the South, Ace. We're in yeah, the South. Okay, South okay, okay, my bad. All right, all right. So. Arizona, Arizona, um, Illinois, I got Arizona. Arizona and Villanova is an interesting game because I think the thing that Villanova can do that a lot of teams haven't been able to do against um, Arizona is that if you can bring Coloco um, away from the basket and kind of get him, get him in some switches, obviously he's very athletic and he can guard guards, but like I think Villanova is good at kind of ex- exploiting certain matchups. Like they're going to post Gillespie, and uh, if we get Gillespie versus Kirk Creasa, you know who I'm rocking with. You know, you know I'm rocking with Gillespie uh, um, in that matchup. But um, Justin Moore, Brandon Slater, Jermaine Samuels, if, if he can get healthy, um, I trust the culture. I trust Jay Wright more than anything. Um, with all that being said, I think the one thing that Villanova doesn't have this year that they've had in past years is depth. Like you look, at, you, if you look back at that, those teams that won championships, they could go eight, nine deep, ten deep even. Um, they've had five, six guys that average double figures, four, five NBA guys. Um, like Josh Hart, DiVincenzo, Jalen Brunson, Archie Giacchino, uh, the, list, the list goes on and on, honestly. But this year, they're not deep. So I think the one thing that Arizona can do um, is that they're, they're going to be able to, be, to to kind of wear them down throughout the course of the game. I think Arizona is going to get past. I think it'll be a great game. But I think I, think I would pick Arizona um, 
in a, in, in, in a close game to beat to beat Lenovo and get to the uh, to the final four in that bracket. All right, Eli, we saved the best for last year because we all went pretty irrational other than Ace here. Uh, but Ace went chalk, so that's almost as irrational as going irrational. What do you have? Well, I, I'm still reeling from the, the Seton Hall love that just just sprung out of nowhere. So I'm still gathering myself from that. Um, I've got Arizona beating Houston. I think Houston still slept on overall. I, I think that they're limited. Their ceiling is limited uh, without Marcus Sasser. But uh, I've got Arizona to the Elite Eight. And as I said, the bottom bracket is tough because I, I still think that Michigan or Ohio State, I know Ohio State's not liked right now. They've lost four or five. But the way that Malachi Branham has been playing of late, I think he can take over particular games. I think the health of Kyle Young is pretty important here. I'm not sure of his status right now. Um, But I do think that the monkey comes off the back of Rick Barnes. I think Tennessee is going to come out of this region. I think this team is really good. They're playing excellent basketball. I've been so skeptical of this team throughout the season because of their ups and downs, but at this point, I've watched them enough of late, and it just seems like a team that is hitting their strides at the right time. I think Tennessee is going to beat Arizona in the Elite Eight and get to the Final Four. Wow. Respect to you. I haven't heard a lot of balls love on any channel yet so far. So, uh, Eli, credit to you. And you're honestly consistently smarter than everyone else at this stuff, so you might have me reconsidering my bracket and the balls. Carter, as we move to uh, the East region here, I just want you to know – the only team we didn't talk in depth about from that region was the Michigan Wolverines. Are you proud of me, my friend? I am proud. There's nothing to talk about with that team. Like yeah, we'll, save, we'll, we'll save that for our own uh, episode on the side here. Let's move to the East. Baylor, the one seed. Kentucky, the two seed. Although I feel like everyone and their mamas have Kentucky as the favorite in this region. Uh, Purdue is the three seed. UCLA is the four Bunch of teams that sort of had their time in the spotlight this season at a certain point. Purdue was number one overall in the country. Uh, Kentucky, I don't know that they ever got all the way up to number one. Maybe they did, and I'm forgetting it, but they've been in that top four consistently all season. UCLA preseason, a, a favorite to win the national title from a lot of folks. Baylor was the number one team in the country at a certain point this season. And then all those teams sort of fell out of favor for various reasons. Baylor got the injury bug. People realize Purdue doesn't guard anybody, let alone the local YMCA uh, in in whatever city in Indiana that they're in. Uh, Kentucky, like Kellen Grady is in a massive slump right now. I know that because I personally went to Bet Rivers and sprinkled his points prop this weekend. That didn't go well for me. Uh, And UCLA, who knows, do they care about basketball? Honestly, I'm not sure. Like they just seem like they're mentally checked out of a lot of games. Uh, What do you guys make of this region? Is Kentucky the overwhelming favorite like I think they are? Uh, Carter, let's go to you first on this one. Yeah, I, I, honestly, this is this lined up great for Kentucky. I think they're just like kind of the class of this air, you know, all the teams in here. I mean, I could see all these teams. I mean, Texas at the six, Purdue, we don't really know what we're going to get with that team. So talented, but just hasn't seemed to kind of put it together, kind of stumbling down the stretch. I was really hoping that Purdue would make a run and actually win. The Big Ten title, I thought that would have made me feel a little bit more confident in them in March. Uh, You know, I didn't really like the things that I saw from them uh, in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I think that Kentucky is honestly going to cakewalk to the Final Four. I really don't see – I really don't see much resistance, to be honest. 
Murray State a little resistance? Anybody? Ace? I, Murray State's good, but, like, I just think that the, the class in that game will just, you know, Murray State's good, credit to them with a great season, but also, like, Kentucky's Kentucky. Ace, what do you think? I agree. I mean, I, I like I like Kentucky to beat Murray State. I think Murray's going to make it um, a lot better of a game than people expect. I mean, people forget that we started against Auburn um, early in the year, man. They gave Auburn a good run for their money for the first 25, 26, 30 you know, minutes of that basketball game. And then uh, Auburn kind of ran away with it in the last you know, 12 or so minutes of that basketball game. But uh, Murray's a great basketball team. And I think they're going to have a lot of success until they you know, run to Kentucky. But I have some unpopular, pick, a pop, uh, unpopular opinions from the top half um, of this bracket, man. Um, I think Marquette's going to beat Carolina in that first game. Um, I think Marquette is going to beat Baylor in the round of 32. Um, and I think that UCLA um, is going to advance to the Sweet 16, and we're going to get a UCLA-Marquette Sweet 16 matchup. Um, I'm really liking this UCLA team right now. I, I know they lost to Arizona, but that was a game where they shot 5 of 22 from the three-point line, so I'm not really too worried about them going forward. I, I think one key stat was they only turned the ball over seven times um, against Arizona, man. So I think guard play for them. We've, we mentioned all the bad guards. Um, in this in, in this uh, NCAA tournament, man. But UCLA is, is not one of those teams that has to worry about that. Tiger Campbell um, is, is awesome. Then you got Drew Bernard as well. We know Johnny Juzang and Jaime Hawkins, what they can do in March. We saw them go on that run last year. Um, so I'm, I'm buying the UCLA stock right now. But I really love Marquette, man. We talked about um, in the beginning of the year what they were able to do the non-conference. And then um, in the beginning of the Big East where they swept Villanova, the only team to, to sweep Villanova this year um, in the Big East. But I'm buying Shaka, man. I'm, I'm buying Shaka at Marquette. I'm buying Daryl Morsell, uh, the defensive player of the year um, from the Big Ten and transferred uh, to Marquette. And that dude is, is, is a winner, man. Obviously, um, you saw what he's able to do in four years at Maryland and how he's been able to transform that team this season. I love Tyler Kolick uh, handling the ball for them. Um, Justin Lewis, obviously, is, is a star um, as well, man. But something about Shaka Smart um, in March, obviously, he, he, he's gone from Texas now. Uh, Marquette is tough. They're switchable. They're a team that, that can defend. Um, and I think they're a team that, that just because of the fact that Baylor is not 100%, like if Baylor was 100%, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. But um, I don't trust the health of, of Baylor right now. I think Marquette is going to be a team that uh, is going to be feisty, man. So I think I think we're going we're gonna to be in for um, a Marquette-UCLA uh, Sweet 16 matchup uh, in this bracket. All right, I'm surprised you didn't just visually collapse when the words Shaka, Smart, and March were said to you. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm really fighting. Forget Texas Shaka, man. Forget. No, nah. what do you mean? Mike forget Texas, Texas Shaka? That was last year. I'm saying though, bro, that wasn't his. That wasn't his fit. Like he wasn't. He you, was never. You, good, you're you're telling me Texas. you're putting all your eggs into a Tyler Kolick basket and a Daryl Morsell yes. basket in yes. March? Yes, yes. Defen- defensively, I love what Marquette can do, and they're tough, bro. Like them dudes. Look, look. At the end of the day, I'm if, if, if I'm picking a team, I'm gonna pick a team that that defends. Um, a team that has tough team that has good guard play, uh, and again, there were I, I, I'm buying Shaka Smart, right? Like we, we saw what he did at Texas, man. But let's, let's talk about what he did at VCU too, man. Don't leave that one out, man. Don't don't leave don't leave VCU Shaka out of the equation here. I mean, shit. What I, I, God, we're just going back decades now. Like, come on, man. Like, it, you talk about guard again, play. I just think the guard again, play is not there, bro. The guard play is not. There. It's more about Baylor than it is about Marquette. They're not healthy. All right, and I, I, I right. think. Like if Baylor was 100 healthy, we wouldn't be having this this conversation. But I I think like like, like we've seen Shaka as, as an underdog uh, performs way better than Shaka when his team is favored, man. So obviously they're gonna be they're, they're gonna be underdogs in that matchup against Baylor. I think that there's something about um kind of that narrative 
um, of Shaka as an underdog that, that I'm in love with right now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not picking any coach that wears a three XL long sleeve <laughs> under their four XL polo when they're only 150 pounds. Yeah. So never, never trust a man who willingly shaves their head for years. And like that just can't happen. That's not a smart move. Uh, Are we only coaches because like Michael Jordan, you know, was best basketball player of all time. You know, what I mean, I, I mean, can you really? Do, again, there's a lot of trust issues in Michael Jordan. Ace, how, how you go from how you go from ball to a fade? In like six months, like that—that that means that he made a choice that he wanted to be bald. So, that's the I, uh, I Baylor is the team to me. Like I originally had North Carolina beating Baylor, and then I watched two sessions of the show, and everybody had either North Carolina or Marquette beating Baylor. So, like I, I flipped around on this. I think Baylor's good. Like we know they're good. I know they're hurt, but they're still good. They're still Baylor. This is Scott Drew we're talking about. Uh, I think that they're going to be fine. And honestly, I don't think North Carolina or Marquette are that good. So I do have Baylor uh, meeting up with UCLA. I do have UCLA beating them. That's still a bet on Johnny Juzang. I can't shake the images of last year and how good he was. Uh, Eli, we have not even let you get a word in edgewise. I think a lot of people bet on that happening prior to the show. So let's make sure you get the microphone here. What do you have in the East region? Well, it's, it's a fascinating one for me because a lot of these teams are seated lower than what their advanced metrics would suggest. I'm looking at Virginia Tech. They're 23rd in Kempom. They're an 11 seed. They should be in the 40s if we're doing four per each seed. I'm looking at San Francisco. They're a 10 seed. They're 21st in Kempom. I'm looking at Texas. They are 15th in Kempom. They're a six seed. Uh, they're, I mean, UCLA is the strongest four seed by a wide margin. Texas is 15th in Kempom? Texas? Yeah. Yes. What? Yes. And UCLA is a four seed. They're eighth in Ken Palm. So it, I don't, I think Kentucky comes out of this region, but I do not think this is going to be a cakewalk by any means. Uh, there are some really, really strong teams in this bracket. I think I'd like Baylor's odds if they were a little less banged up. I think they've kind of shown their wounds a little bit. I think UCLA is kind of the team to pick here. And the reason for that is because they've got a lot of dudes who have, have a lot of NCAA tournament experience. They've played a pretty short bench for last year. So, you know, the guys like Jaime Hawkes, Tiger Campbell, Johnny Juzing, they know what it takes to get through this tournament. And I think they've got a pretty good draw too. I think uh, St. Mary's is a five seed. It's probably where they belonged, uh, but I still don't know if that's a team that's going to advance very far in this tournament. And I think whether it's Wyoming or Indiana, I think they've got a decent shot of beating St. Mary's and then you're into the sweet 16. So, uh, I think UCLA and Purdue honestly have pretty decent draws here. I've got uh, Kentucky overall winning it, but it would not surprise me at all if UCLA makes this thing close and gets to the Final Four once again. Somebody right. earlier said as St. Mary's going like the Elite Eight or so. I forgot who it was, but I was like, <laughs> I don't know. It was on one of these previous shows. I forgot. I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was T.O., but I, I, I could be wrong on that. That sounds wrong because I don't. Last I checked, St. Mary's isn't in the ACC, and T.O. had like nine ACC teams, teams that didn't even make the tournament. T.O. had in his <laughs> uh, I, I just for the record, I have Virginia Tech beating Purdue. Uh, I, I really wanted to pick Purdue to lose in the first round. That was one of my agendas coming into this tournament. I just don't think Yale has the firepower. Purdue doesn't guard at all. Like it, it took Michigan State's offense to make Purdue's defense look good this week. Uh, I don't think there's a want to on that side of the ball. Jaden Ivey is so talented, but he's just not 
in my opinion, as productive as he should be. And I, I could honestly feel that in person this week at the Big Ten tournament. So I have Virginia Tech in the Sweet 16 where they will lose to Kentucky. I have UCLA beating Baylor. I have Kentucky beating UCLA. Uh, let's just quick rapid fire through here so we can get to the last region. Ace, what do you got? Yeah, so I told you I had Marquette and um, UCLA in the Sweet 16. I have UCLA winning that game. I have Purdue, um, Kentucky, um, in, the, in the other bottom half of the bracket. I have Kentucky winning that one. I also I have Virginia Tech beating Texas, but then I had them losing to Purdue in round 32, Kentucky over Murray. Um, and then I have uh, Kentucky beating UCLA and get back to the Final Four in, the, um, in, that, in that bracket. This could be a clean sweep for Kentucky. Eli, what's, what's your Sweet 16 on? Yeah, I have uh, Baylor and UCLA. I have UCLA beating Baylor uh, and also Kentucky getting past Purdue. But I do have San Francisco beating Murray State. I don't think it's popular, but I think that San Francisco can, can beat Murray State. All right. All right. That I mean, West what? Coast stuff right there. <laughs> All right. So I got Baylor. I can't, Honestly, it's kind of the same as Ace. I got Baylor. I, I Sorry, I got Baylor matching up with UCLA. I got UCLA winning that game. And then I had Purdue. Yes, I know. I know it's not going to be a popular pick, but I got Purdue matching up with Kentucky, Kentucky beating Purdue, and then I got Kentucky beating UCLA. So just for the record, Ace and Eli both had that exact same uh, Sweet 16 on, and Carter chose to say it's pretty similar to Ace, but not Eli. I'm just making notes here, Cart. Uh, not exactly ah, the most court awareness. West Coast thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. it is what it is. Uh, I'm, but all I'm, right. I'm trying my best. I promise I am. We, uh, we all have UCLA making it to the Elite Eight, by the way. Kentucky over UCLA. That's interesting. All right. We've got nine minutes left in the show, and then we're going to let our producer, Dagan, go to sleep. So we got to get through the Midwest quickly. Uh, again, another region where I am just trying to scream at myself why these teams cannot make a Final Four. I don't like Kansas's point guard play or their center spot. Auburn is erratic, and I, as much as I've defended Wendell Green this year, I'm starting to lose my mind watching that team struggle in games against teams with way less talent than them. Wisconsin looks horrible right now. And if Johnny Davis is hurt prayers to that team, uh, I still want to believe in them, but he looked so bad in the big 10 tournament this week. And then Providence and Iowa are my two darlings. Like I'm ready to stand for both of those teams. I don't care what the metrics tell me. I love these teams and they have to play before the sweet 16. It kills me. So someone talked me off the ledge here. Uh, Ace, what's that face you're making? No, no, because uh, uh, Providence isn't going to play Iowa, actually, because they're going to lose to South Dakota State, actually, um, in, in, in the first round. So, um, and the crazy thing is, I've been high on Providence all year. Like, people have been saying, because you guys know my beef with this Ken Palm stuff. Like, I've had a beef with Ken Palm all year. He had Utah State, like, top 55, and they were, like, a 500 basketball team. He had uh, Providence somewhere in, like, the 40s all year. but um. South Dakota State, man, them dudes are elite offensively. They don't guard anybody, but they shoot the crap out of the ball. Um, I think that this team, obviously we saw what Oral did out of the same league um, last season, man, but um, they have two guys in, in um, Baylor Sh- Baylor Chapman. Obviously, I, I, I'm going to take you guys back to that preseason non-conference. I don't know if, I don't know if you remember this, this uh, game play Washington State. Dude dropped. I don't even know who. <laughs> I don't know who it was. He just stepped back, gave, like, He's a player that, that 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 can win you a game or two in March, man. So if you haven't heard the name Baylor Shireman, uh, definitely um, uh, he, he's somebody that 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 um, that you, you're gonna want to get to know um, this March, man. Eric Henderson has this team rolling. They've won like I want to say 22 games in a row, 23 games in a row, something like that. Like they haven't lost since like 
November. It's, it's, they ran ran the slate uh, in the summer league, man. So I think that South Dakota State is going to pull the upset over Providence um, in that first round matchup. And and then I think I think uh, we're going to have a, a 150-130 game when they play Iowa because not a lick of defense will be played in that basketball game. And I think Iowa wins a shootout in that one. But that's going to be a heck of a matchup. Um, uh, in, in my opinion, and if we get that that one in the, in the second round, so but I, I'm I'm picking South Dakota State to beat Providence in that first game. God bless any team that wants to outscore Iowa. Yeah, it's not gonna end well. But that's all I'll say that's all I'll say. It, Eli, it'll be fun to watch though. Like I said, one fifty, one thirty. Will be fun to watch. Also, Iowa Providence would also be fun to watch though, just for the record. Like Providence trying to pull a magic or a rabbit out of their hat over and over and over again. Uh, I'm I'm in for any any game that involves Iowa. I don't care who they play. It's gonna be fun to watch right now, Eli. Uh, what's what's your biggest takeaway from the Midwest? This is a region of teams that I am extremely low on and have been low on for quite some time. I've made my Fran McCaffrey has never been to the Sweet 16 in his life uh, very well known. And I also have made well known that I think Providence and Wisconsin are going to be grossly overseeded and they have the, the wins to back up what they've done this season, but I just don't think that they're great, consistent basketball teams. And I think that they've got tough matchups. Colgate is an extremely talented team that can shoot absolutely crazy. South Dakota State, it's the same exact thing with them. They're basically the same types of teams and their calibers of what they can do. I have Providence and Wisconsin both losing in the first round, which I think opens up the bracket quite a bit. Uh, I think that LSU is fascinating, especially after the Will Wade situation, but I think they're going to make their way into the Sweet 16, uh, which then would lock up a, an SEC team in the Elite Eight, which would probably be Auburn in this situation. So uh, I think the, the bracket is going to break perfectly for Kansas. A lot of people have made a lot of talk about Bill Self and his inability to really consistently get deep into this tournament. Uh, but this this bracket, if it's Iowa in the Sweet 16, I like their chances. If it's Auburn or maybe Wisconsin in the Elite Eight, I love their chances there. I think Kansas got a pretty darn good draw here. Cart? Yeah, uh, I'm just – I'm still reeling from Ace trying to convince me that I should pick South Dakota State because Baylor Shireman hit a step back on a fifth-place or sixth-place team in the Pac-12. Like, okay, that's dope. Work. I, no, man, Bag I really work. want – I just want some – honestly, out of this bracket, I just want some respect on Providence's name. Providence is – needs respect on their name. They're not lucky. Stop using the lucky word. Those dudes are just gamers. They're, they win basketball. They have guys. I never said they were lucky, time. but this is a bad they, matchup. They make plays, man. They got winners. They got a closer. They know who their closer is. They can lock down at times defensively. They had they they did slip up a little bit, you know, towards the end of the, end of the season in the Big East tourney. It's just a teeny tiny bit, but I need some respect on Providence's name. Like what they did this year, I just I hate the lucky word. They're just winners. Like the dudes made enough plays when it was time to make plays, and they got it done. So like I think a lot of people, you know, and a lot of people are going to pick South Dakota State. And credit to you, but I think some I think some respect. Needs to be put on the Providence Friars. That's we all. We haven't I picked many upsets. They're they're gonna happen. They're gonna be somewhere in this bracket. So like I don't understand. Like we 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 have Vermont, uh, South Dakota State. I don't know about that Colgate pick, Eli. But now we 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 we've heard Colgate. Um, I don't know, man. They're gonna happen. Somebody losing, bro. Y'all, y'all, do y'all got? Do y'all have Miami beating USC? You no. USC? Yes, no. I do for sure. No. Yes, for sure. Our play, yes. Charlie Moore, Isaiah Wong, and um, Cameron McGusty. I'm buying them. Roll Hurricanes. 
Those are respect, the names of Miami's backcourt. Respect Drew Peterson. So, so, so because Miami's backcourt are all old enough to rent cars, yes. that you're picking old them. wins, old okay. wins in college basketball. Okay, got you. Yes, or, or old graduates without winning. One of the two happened. <laughs> uh, there are a couple options there. Uh, Eli, quickly, you were shaking your head in disgust at Carter's "they're not lucky" rant. Is Providence lucky? I, I don't think they're lucky. I think they're a good team. I think that it's also, regardless of what the metrics would say, it's deeply concerning if your team is down 30 to Creighton in a Big East semifinal game. I think that they've had their struggles against, they went to overtime against DePaul. They had to pull out two wins against Butler. And their best win since January is at home against Marquette. And they're a nine seed. So I I think that they've had plenty of struggles and they've had to dig deep and get a lot of wins. And that's a credit to them. Uh, Ed Cooley, I think, has done an awesome job getting the team at this point. But South Dakota State is is really, really good, and they can score quick. And they can score really quick. And I don't know if Providence has that same sort of firepower uh, to, to get those quick runs. They've had to dig deep a lot, but it's taken some time. So I just uh, – I'm selling all the Providence stock. I think this team is losing the first round. All right, let's 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 quickly go your picks, literally rapid fire, so we can do final four picks too. I've got – Kansas, Iowa, Wisconsin, Auburn. I have Iowa beating Kansas, Auburn beating Wisconsin, Iowa beating Auburn, Iowa coming out of this bracket. Ace, what's yours? The same exact thing until you got to Iowa beating Auburn. I told you before I had Auburn in the final four when I when I jumped the gun earlier in the show, but I have Kansas, Iowa, Wisconsin, Auburn, Auburn over Iowa in the final four. Eli? Uh, Kansas over Iowa in the Sweet 16, uh, Auburn over LSU, and then Kansas over Auburn to get to the final four. I, I'm really, I'm really sick that me and Ace are agreeing. Probably gonna have to go back and do my bracket again. But I got the same as Ace. I think that Auburn and Wendell Green and gets it together. I'm, I'm banking on that. I'd rather bank on that than Andre Corbello getting it together. Let's just say that. All right, let's do round the horn rapid fire final four picks now as well. Again, thank you to everybody who watched this entire day. This was awesome. Uh, subscribe, please, to the Field of 68 for everything else that we are going to put out through March. There's a lot more content coming, and we are brought to you, as always, by our partners at Bet Rivers. Uh, Cart, take us through your Final Four and your national champion. All right, so I got Auburn matching up with Seton Hall, like I said. I got Auburn making it to the national championship game on that side, and then I have Gonzaga and uh, – I got Gonzaga and Kentucky on the other side. And I have Gonzaga facing Auburn in the final. And I got Gonzaga winning that basketball game. And few gets it done. Chad Holmgren, Jabari Smith. That would be fun, my friend. And you streets ne- streets need it. Streets need it. Damn Eli, Eli, what's your final four and winner? I've got Gonzaga coming out of the West, Kentucky in the East, uh, Tennessee in the South, and Kansas in the Midwest. And I have Gonzaga over Kansas in the title game. Two points for the Zags right now, Ace. Are you going to make it three? I'm going to make it three. I, I have Gonzaga. Oh. I have Gonzaga beating Kentucky, Arizona beating Auburn, and I have Mark Few beating his former assistant Tommy Lord in the national title game. Gonzaga wins. But before I before I get off, it wouldn't be my wouldn't be me if I didn't plug another national champion. Shout out Putnam Science Academy, 38 and 0 national champions, undefeated regular season, and third national championship in the last five years. Tom Espinosa, Josh Graybook. I don't have a cheers, but cheers to Putnam Science Academy for, for winning a national championship, man. You know what you need if I didn't plug my guy before I got off of this show, man. 
All right. I wish I knew what the opposite of three cheers was. First of all, respect to your actual cheers, but I, I wish I could give you three demerits or three mutes for just going chalk Gonzaga. We, we make the people wait for what's the most questionable pairing of the entire day of this show. They want the takes, they want the hot takes flying around and you all three go chalk. You go Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. Do you know how many national championships Gonzaga's won under Mark Few? Zero. This many. This is not the year that's going to happen. Okay? I'm sick of this. Is Seton Hall going to win instead? Seton Hall's not going to win instead. I don't have to. (laughs) I just had to check. I just had to check. I do have Gonzaga and Kentucky. I have Kentucky beating Gonzaga. I have Villanova and Iowa. I have Iowa beating Villanova. And like I said, gentlemen, like Gonzaga has zero national titles. You know who else has zero national titles? Fran McCaffrey, Eli. I know you know that. So we're going to go with Kentucky and John Calipari to finally get back. How, how great would it be for Calipari to do this during Coach K's final year? Like Coach K goes out at the bottom of the bottom with Cal getting a national title uh, during his retirement tour. That's what I think happens. So uh, I would love to see Keegan Murray in a national title game, though. He might get 50. (laughs) He might score 50. He's a killer. I saw saw it up close and personal. That man is a dog. Uh, All right, gentlemen, this has been a blast. Again, this was the Field of 68 Selection Sunday special. Like and subscribe on the Field of 68. Uh, You can find Eli over at Heat Check. You can find Ace with All Facts Media. You can find Carter Elliott in the state of California not working. And you can find me at Sleepers Media. Uh, It is a pleasure, as always, my friends, and I'm sure we'll be talking more in March. For the entire network of the Field of 68, my name is Greg Waddell. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.